where we all have our doubts once in a while. And today on Bridges, we're going to talk about Doubting Thomas. Welcome to Bridges. I'm Monica Schmelter. I'm so glad that you could join us today. Today we will be talking about Doubting Thomas because we all have our doubts at least once in a while. My guest today is Pastor Barry Smith, and Pastor Barry, always good to have you on Bridges. Thank you for having me. Now, I'm sure you're one of the people that's never had a doubt. I'm doubting that right now. You're Um, doubting that right now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Because we've all, right, we all have our places that, you know, like the man said to Jesus, Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. We've all got some of that going on. Sure we do. And we see the great example of that in John chapter 20 uh, with the man that we have forever labeled Doubting Thomas. Mm Mm-hmm. I heard someone say something powerful one time. It says, just because you struggle with doubt doesn't mean you have it. <laughs> it doesn't mean that's who you are. Right. Yet for nearly 2,000 years or so now, mm-hmm. we have assigned this man the identity of his doubts. Exactly. And all the guys around with him, right, yes. and other people, all were going through similar things. He just said what he was thinking right out loud. (laughs) Absolutely. He was transparent with his doubt. Yes. Yes. Which there's a lesson in that for all of us because because he was transparent with his doubt, Jesus met him. Yes. You you know, um, a lot of people fly their faith flag all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't speak those words of doubt. Don't speak those words of fear. And and I understand why they say that because words are powerful. However, you have to give voice to the reality because until you do, you don't realize where you're, where you're at in the event or, or what's taking place. You don't really understand how you feel until you voice it. And, and Thomas was one of those people that no matter what everybody else was doing, he was real mm-hmm. with what he struggled with. And, man, when, when you're real with the struggle, that's when God gets real with the healing or real with the revelation, whatever it is that you need. Um, you know, uh, I still doubt to this day many things. Um, and they mostly have to do with me. Sure. You know, I, I think self-doubt is something that everyone struggles with at some level. Um, and sometimes it's the most conceited people that struggle with that the most. Yeah. And it's a mask, right? Yes. It, they act like yes. the know-it-all or like they're arrogant, but really it's a mask for what's going on underneath that they don't want other people to know that they doubt themselves. But I think that we all, I have self-doubt. I, I wonder, right? Sure. You know, can I really do this? You know, what do people really think of me? Is this okay? All of that goes on in right. my heart and mind. And God can't help me with any of that unless I'm honest about it. That's exactly right. And one of the things that, that um, you know, we've, we've talked about Peter before and how we assigned him the identity of his failure and we've assigned Thomas the identity of his doubt. But we've got to realize what's taking place. Thomas had been following this Jesus for somewhere around three to three and a half years. And I, I love the way that uh, John's gospel is different than all the other three. It's a much more personal gospel It's a much more, let's get into the characters and tell you the real stuff. And Thomas had been following this man with hopes of him being the Messiah that would liberate the nation of Israel. And now he's been crucified. So everything he's been living for, 
for the past three to three and a half years, well, doesn't happen. Yeah. Jesus dies, brutally dies. So it is only natural when our dreams are crushed, when what we've been living for falls apart, we, you know, we see with the eye, when it doesn't look like the plan of God is working, doubt is a reality that we all face. And we just need to be honest about it. And, and I have to give kudos to Thomas for being bold enough to say, well, I'm not going to believe it unless I see it. Exactly. He, he said what everybody else is thinking. Like, I'm always mm-hmm. proud of people. Like, if I'm in a meeting or a situation and somebody asks a question or makes a statement that takes courage, right? Because yes. everybody else is yes. thinking it. They just don't have the courage. And they all kind of all look at that person like, oh, you. And it's like, no, they're honest enough. And I know when yes. I'm honest with God to let the tears fall, to, to say to him, you know, I, I don't understand, like, I thought this would work out a different way and I and I let my guard down and I it's not that right perfect it's not the little trite sayings cliche things that we come up with those platitudes God will meet me like I will begin to sense his presence and his comfort so I'm proud of Thomas for saying what he was thinking don't we know by now that God's love is greater than our doubt amen God's love is greater than our sin. Whatever it is that's negative about us, his love is greater than. And here's something else people don't realize is that Thomas had not yet had the experience with Jesus that the others had had. Early in the chapter, you find the women coming to, you know, bring spices and stuff for the body of Jesus. And they get there and the stones rolled away. So here comes Peter and John running and, John outruns Peter to get there, <laughs> but then he gets up to the empty tomb and says, oh, I can't go in there. Exactly. Because the law was you could not be enclosed in a place with a dead body. It was considered to be unclean. So, so what John knew in his head stopped him from doing what he wanted to do in his heart. Mm-hmm. How many times has that happened? Yes. But then Peter finally catches up. I, I, I look at Peter kind of like me, kind of a portly guy, not a lot of hair, and he's trying to run, and he's out of breath when he gets there, but he crawls right on in there to see what's going on, and he realizes he's not there. Sometimes we're not ready to experience the fullness of God till we go to the empty place. That's right. And we can't see the way things really are until we see the way they're not. Their perception was Jesus is dead and he's going to be in the tomb. But when they went in and found the emptiness, that's when the fullness could be revealed. And of course, who would it be? I, I, I still question to this day as Peter and John would go to the tomb, but they would see the emptiness. But it was Mary who would see the fullness. Yeah. And Mary sees Jesus. And Thomas is nowhere to be found. That's right. He doesn't get this experience later on. Mm-hmm. The disciples see Jesus and they're trying to tell Thomas. And, and it's a lot like when you're trying to witness today mm-hmm. or when you're trying to convince someone to accept Jesus as Savior. They've not had the experience you've had and they have their doubts. Right. He's and it's okay. It. He's hearing it hearsay. Yes. Right. Because they're telling yes. him like it's John 20 and I'll, I'll just read like in 24, just a couple mm-hmm. of verses. It's, it's now Thomas, one of the 12 called, called the twin was not with them Mm -hmm. when Jesus came. So the other's disciple told him, 
we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Okay. So it would be easy to judge Thomas Mm -hmm. forgetting that he had not had the same experience that the others had had. Right. And it's so easy sometimes as a believer in Christ to judge the world when they've simply not had the encounter with Jesus that we've had. And when they doubt, we say, how can you doubt this? Well, they've not had that moment of grace yet. Mm -hmm. Thomas had not had his revelation of the resurrection yet. They had. And it's so easy to judge the person who's not yet been there. When, When he was doing exactly what he should do, and says, okay, guys, I hear what you're saying, but here's where I am in my life right now. Only when you get to there can what Jesus can do becomes relevant to where you are. It is, it is a harsh reality to say, I just don't believe that Jesus rose when everybody else in the room is believing. But God's love is so great that he met Thomas at the point of his doubt. And Jesus shows up and says, Thomas, Take a look. I believe that one of the reasons Jesus retained the scars of his resurrection or the scars of his crucifixion was to prove his resurrection. Amen. Amen. I'm the same guy you saw wounded and now I'm healed. I'm the same guy you saw crucified. Now I'm alive. And here's here's the beautiful thing. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. I often will tell people, and it's a little abstract because I've heard people say, well, I was taught not to question God. And I'm going, well, who taught you that? (laughs) Uh, Okay. Our biggest doubts can lead to our greatest moments of revelation. Our greatest questions can lead to our greatest answers. So for people who may be watching this program today, and you have doubts about who Jesus is, or you have doubts about the plan of God for your life, voice those doubts. Tell God, Lord, I know you have a plan, but here's where I'm at right now Mm -hmm. in my understanding, and see if that doesn't lead you to a new moment of grace where God reveals himself in a more powerful way. That's right. You think of the scripture that talks about asking and Mm -hmm. seeking and knocking, right? He invites our questions. He invites us into relationship and relationship is conversation. And sometimes it's questions and it's answers. We're in a relationship with the master of the universe. He's greater than us. He knows all we don't. He gets that. Yes. He gets that. My frame is just dust, right? Our lives are Mm -hmm. just a vapor a little while. And then, and then we are no more. He understands that we don't know the beginning from the end and he'll show us if we'll ask. 
why does he invite us to ask? I've been told that the only dumb question, pardon me for saying the word dumb on the air, but <laughs> the only dumb question is one you already know the answer to. So why does God invite us to ask? Because he knows we have questions. Why does he invite us to seek? Because he knows that we're looking for something more. Why does he invite us to knock? Because he knows there's something that's not open to us that he wants to open to us, but he wants us to pursue it. And when you are, uh, one, of, one of my favorite stories in the scripture has to do with Peter walking on the water. You know, people say, <laughs> well, you can't have faith and fear and doubt at the same time. And that's just, you, you get some bread and mustard because that goes good with that bologna, okay? Um, but Peter had one of his greatest moments of doubt and fear and faith at the same time. Absolutely. He's out fishing in the boat. Jesus comes walking on the water and the Bible says he thinks it's a ghost. That's yeah. not faith. No, it's not. I mean, no, it's not. If I think a ghost is here, faith is not my reaction. I'm just going to tell you, I'm wondering where's the back door, you know, and Peter, yeah. so he, he fears that it's a ghost and then he has doubt. He says, Lord, if it's you. Mm -hmm. Now, my thinking is, Peter, who else do you know <laughs> that could come walking to you on the water? Who else have you seen heal a blind man? Who else have you seen raise the dead? Who else have you seen heal the bodies? Mm -hmm. Is there anybody other than Jesus, Peter, right. you know, that could come right. walking on the water? Mm -hmm. Lord, if it's you. I mean, Jesus had given him so many opportunities to believe, but yet there was fear and there was doubt. And yet there was faith because Peter was the only one to step out of the boat. He was, and he did. And I think that it speaks to us about crises in our life, right? Yes. We're, you know, there are times, just think that storm and all of that going on. I mean, that's a crisis for him. Yes. And none of us think as clearly in a crisis, right? No. His mind is trying to catch up to right. what's going on in his spirit and what he's seeing in the physical. And we need to give ourselves space for that in our lives. Yes. You're exactly right. All those things were going on at the same yes. time, fear and doubt. There, without fear, would there be any need for faith? Without doubt, would we need to believe? Faith is not the absence of fear and doubt. Faith is the choice to get out of the boat when you still have some fear and some doubt and you say, okay, right. I'm going to trust that this is you, Jesus. And it's, it's the same way with Thomas. His greatest moment of doubt led to his greatest moment of faith when he said, my Lord. And then he refers to Jesus in a different way. Yeah. My Lord could be saying my master, my teacher, but he says, my Lord and my God. Yeah. Yeah. In this moment of doubt and fear, there was a revelation of the Almighty that yes. was birthed. Yes. So I say again to people who are having fear and doubt and confusion in your life, give voice to it and then be open to God revealing himself in a more powerful way. I don't see any other case where Thomas looked at him and said, my Lord and my God. No. And you know, you said be open, like say yes. what it is, ask the question and be open because that scripture that I just read, picking up in verse 26 Right after Thomas says, I will never believe, right? Yeah. Unless he handles it himself and yeah. he touches himself. And then it's eight days later. Yeah. So we have to realize that when we ask our questions, right. right, it's not always immediate that they're answered in that moment. Be open. Like if you have doubts, ask God to show himself to you, whatever that is. And be open because it's eight days later. His disciples were inside again and mm -hmm. Thomas with them. With them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them mm -hmm. and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and put your hand and place it in my side. 
do not disbelieve, but believe. Yes. Thomas answered him what you just said, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And I know some people teach that, like that's criticism, what Jesus is saying, but that's not what I read. No, no. It's, it's not as much a rebuke as it is a further revelation. Mm-hmm. Thomas, you believe me because you've seen me, but in the future you're not going to see me keep believing yeah. to, to be able to have faith without being able to touch him and to feel him. There's, there's two, there's, you've, you've just started preaching and you may not even know it, <laughs> but, but uh, you're a wonderful teacher and preacher of the gospel. But you mentioned something that most people just passed by. There was eight days between the yeah. statement of doubt and his revelation of faith. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the journey from doubt to faith takes time. Yes. But here's what he did. If you'll notice, eight days later, he was still hanging out with the believers. Right. <laughs> you know, he didn't go find a bunch of doubters right. for seven days and say, let's right. hang out and, and, and just feed my doubt. Right. He stuck around the people. Who, and that's a great lesson for people who are struggling in their faith. Mm-hmm. People, I, I, I saw someone recently on social media that has such a crisis of faith going on and they don't even know it. And, and my heart was heavy for them. And I, I pray for them. Um, but you can't hang out with people that are filled with doubt and fear and criticism and negativity and feed your faith. That's right. He kept hanging out with the same people. And so eight days later, he's still with a believing crowd, even though he's got a doubting heart. And you know, it speaks to us about the others around him Mm -hmm. who had seen and experienced, right? Yes. That they were still willing to allow him to be with them. Yes. They didn't cast him out. And I think that as you talked about the person on social media that has a crisis Mm -hmm. of faith, I think we can still pray for people yes. and be willing to be around them and to be concerned for their soul, yes. uh, not to allow any negative influence in our life, but to still be that witness, sure. to be that light, to understand that God is merciful, He's long-suffering, He's patient, and that every time we pray, the answer is not always immediate. Right. We're going to wait sometimes. Yes, we are. God may be slow, but he's never late, right? Um, He was right on time for Thomas. And and here's the thing. If you're struggling in your faith, you need to hang out with people who are strong in their faith. Yes. And if you're strong in your faith, there may be someone struggling in their faith you need to hang out with and be a witness to them. You know, there's all kind of relationships you need in your life. There's somebody that you need to look to as a mentor. Yes. There's somebody that you need to be mentoring. There's somebody ahead of you. There's somebody behind you. And it's great. But I see the disciples doing the same thing with Peter when he gave up and goes fishing. He th- they said, we're going to. Yeah. We're not giving up on you. Right. You know, when Peter was giving up on himself, he had, for lack of a better term today, what we would call Christian friends who would not give up That's on right. him. That's right. That's right. And Thomas had the same crew. And isn't that a lesson to those of us who believe mm-hmm. not to give up on our struggling friends? Yes. You know, they, there was a study, I was reading about it yesterday, and it talked about most people who... Uh, deconstruct their faith or mm-hmm. even just leave church mm-hmm. and say that they still believe, yes. most of it is somewhere s- somehow over a broken relationship yes. where disappointment sets in. And I think those who are stronger in their faith, we need to continue to reach out 
not to baby people right. or coddle them and listen to any venom of poison, mm -hmm. but not to give up on people, right. to be a sister, to be a brother in the faith and to say, I still, I'm praying for you. I, yes. I believe that you're going to come around and, and to allow them in our presence and to understand we all process things differently. Mm -hmm. um, I think we need to be kind in that area. Well, people who struggle with their faith, we, we have to admit we all have that in common right. at sometimes. Sometimes I listen to some of the stories of the Bible and I go, wow. Uh -huh. You know, uh, was, was, you know, this from the author of Harry Potter. Some of it's out there. <laughs> and you're going, uh, <laughs> listen to those stories in the Old Testament especially. Mm -hmm. And you mm -hmm. get over in Revelation and you're going, my goodness, there's so much to wrap your mind around. Um, the, the Christian faith is something, it's just that it's faith. It's believing in something that you can't see because you believe it's greater than the things you can Amen. see. And it takes a lot of faith to put the unseen in charge of the seen. Yes. And that's what yes. Thomas was struggling with. He had not yet seen. That's right. So he, he was not able to put the unseen in charge of the seen in his life. But I can tell you from a man that has had his back, been backed into the corner by the enemy on more than one mm -hmm. occasion, You've come too late to tell me that God isn't real. Amen. Amen. And, you know, Pastor Barry, probably every, everybody watching, I know myself, I've been in some really dark and tight spots. Yes. I've been in some spots that I just wasn't sure about much of anything, but I always held on to Jesus because he is my yes. certainty yes. in the middle of all the doubt and all the angst and all the fear about tomorrow and what, 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 all of that. He is my yes. security and my certainty. And I don't have to know how every nuance in the book of Revelation, I don't know it, right? right? I, people want to argue about, well, this is going to happen here or there. I might have my thoughts, but I'm still right. open to, he is the potter, I'm the clay. He yes. can come back any day he wants to. Yes, today is fine. Yeah, amen. I'm ready. So yes. however, you know, people can argue about all these different things, mm -hmm. go ahead and argue. I'm just going to love and obey Jesus as best I can because yes. I don't know it all. It's not important to know the day. It's important to be ready every day. Amen. And, and that's surrendering to Jesus. But I want us to look at a moment for the magnanimous love that Jesus possessed for a man that he had told, you know, I'm going to destroy this temple in three days. I'm going to raise it up again. He spoke this of his resurrection. Mm -hmm. The scriptures in the Old Testament spoke yes. to his resurrection yes. and all of that. Thomas is still struggling, mm -hmm. and Jesus invites him to an intimacy that he did not offer to the others. Yeah. Because his love for Thomas was so much greater than Thomas's doubt that he said, now, keep in mind, he, he tells one person, don't touch me, I'm not yet ascended. Mm -hmm. Don't touch me. Mm -hmm. And he says to Thomas, touch me. Yeah. Why? What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. 
Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. All I can know is that when I am in the midst of the greatest struggle in my faith that I know, he will go overboard to pick me up. He will do, he's already done more than anybody could do by dying on the cross, but he just won't let me go. That's right. That's right. Thank God he doesn't let me go. He goes out of his way to reach a man that's riddled with doubt. Yes. The man who he had already said, I got to go away, right? Yes. (laughs) He said, I've got to send the Holy Spirit. Like, you know. The book of John, as we've been studying it, he, he's been having these conversations, telling the disciples, this is what you need to know. This mm. is what's going to happen. Trials and adversities, guys, they're coming your ways. And yet, yeah. <laughs> right, Thomas is still yeah. caught off guard like we all yeah. are because we yeah. think it's going to work out a different way. <laughs> you know, there's a major movie star that was talking to a group of graduates. And it would shock you to, to see such an endorsement of God coming from Hollywood today, yeah. one of the greatest actors of my lifetime. He's standing there, and his number one rule that he shared with this group of graduates was put God first. Mm-hmm. And then he says this, I didn't always stick with him, but he always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Man, is that not the story of our lives? Thomas, you didn't stick with him. You didn't trust him when times were tough, but he stuck with you. And those of you that are struggling today, guess what? You may feel like you haven't stuck with him, but he has stuck with you because his promise is to never leave us or forsake us. If we're failing Peter or doubting Thomas or anybody else, anything else you want to label us Mm -hmm. with, his love pursues us even in those times of doubt. He is relentless. Yes, he is. And he is faithful. And he's far more patient, Pastor Pete, than I could ever be, right? I mean, I wear myself out with some of the angst that I put myself through. It's like, and yet he's still there, right? I wake up in the morning and his mercies are still new. And I pray and he still answers. And even when I'm totally shook Mm -hmm. and caught off guard, he's still my steadfast truth. Yes. And man, if we could just believe what he says to us in his word. Amen. You used a word that I think we used a word. He pursues us. It takes me back to when I met my wife. Um, you used the word relentless, and that's exactly what I thought of was my pursuit of her. She was a bit hard-headed when we got to, to know each other <laughs> in the fact that she wasn't as open to this relationship oh, as I was. Oh, oh. And she's the best woman God ever made. I can't imagine getting it any more right to think oh. God did for us. I'm so blessed, but I remember that I just pursued her so relentlessly that I wore her down and tell people I was the best thing she had going on a bad day. And 
But I chased her and I chased her until she just got tired of yeah. running. And God did the same thing for me. Now, I still chase her, just so you know. <laughs> I haven't quit pursuing her because Amen. the passion and love is even stronger today yes. than then. But God, when I wasn't open to the relationship, I would say, you loved me before you knew it. No, I don't. You love me and you just don't know it yet. No, I don't love you. I remember her saying those words. Mm-hmm. And I still think that she was fi- at least fibbing. I wouldn't uh, say lying, but, <laughs> but I kept chasing her. And finally she thought, if he's pursuing me this much, yes. he must see something in me. Mm-hmm. I have to keep from crying because that's exactly what God's done for me. Yes. If he pursued me that much. That's right. He saw something in me I didn't see in myself. That's right. I could be Thomas one day and Peter the next. That's right. But Jesus is always Jesus. Yeah. And he gave it all for us. Yes, he did. Out of his love. Yes. But well, we are of time, but thank you so much. Thank you for having and me. It's to been, have a, you. been a joy. Oh, studying John with you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for watching Bridges. For more information on a guest, visit our website, ctntv.org. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. If you hadn't done blah, 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 this wouldn't have happened. And let me say this to you. If you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. When that temptation comes, you want to make sure that you are dressed for battle. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Prayer changes things. If you need prayer, visit ctntv.org slash prayer today to submit your prayer request. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Hi, friend. Are you stressed? maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of too. Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.